everyone! Welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George, and I'm here with my co-host, Liam. Good evening, everybody. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things about music that we love, about what you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. You can find the link in our show notes. And of course, we are a podcast. We have a Patreon. You can back us for as little as $1 a month. And you get early access to our episodes by at least two days. And you get access to our bonus episodes, which we have recorded. Plus that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you are helping us to spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawless AMP. And this episode, as George doing the intro, I get to nominate an album. Mm-hmm. Which no, is very exciting. No special guests. It's just the three of us tonight. So yeah. The OG. Back, back to, to the, the originals. Core group. Back to the core group. Yes, the yeah. three musketeers. Oh, there that's you nice. Go. Was there four? There, well, there were four musketeers, but whatever her name was the, who started us with us never really joined us. So The whole, oh. the whole point of the, the three was that the fourth one came along and changed everything. So Oh, we don't want that. We don't want that. So that's no good. No. So you, stay with three musketeers. I've never so, watched yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah. Does, does that mean it's the Yoko Ono of the musketeers? I don't think he changed them that much. And there weren't romantic relationships between them involved that I know of. I haven't yes. read the full story, but I know enough of the stories that I don't think there's any romance So this way we're going to invite listeners to give us more insight into the musketeers. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm nominating an album, and as you have clicked on this episode, you know what the album is, but I'm going to present it to you as if this is news. Are you ready, guys? I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am nominating from July 24th, 2001, Jimmy World, Bleed American. Jimmy Eat World? Self-titled. Self-titled. Yes, and why was that? So, this was named Bleed American with the lead single, Bleed American. Um, And the album was released on July 24, 2001. And as we know, in September 2001, an epic tragedy occurred, which was the loss of American lives. Mm -hmm. And so... Jimmy Eat World removed Bleed American from the shelves and they self-titled it as Jimmy Eat World and they re-released Bleed American, the single, as Salt, Sweat, Sugar Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to be associated with what was going on in the world at the time. So that is why it was named. Um, So, Liam... And then in 2008... It was re-released, and they just put the name. They put everything back in play again. But back in, yeah, yes. exactly. Which is like, we'll get into more of the content of the album, but that would make sense if it was like a super political, violent protest album, like a that pure yeah, punk strike anywhere sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's really not that kind of album. Like it's got that title, yes. but it's re- it's really not like a hardcore protest album no in way. that way. It's it's, it's interesting. About, definitely more about heartbreak. Yeah, than it was about. Like everything political. Which is like it makes the title very interesting. It's like Bleed American is a very political statement, but then the album itself as a whole is not. But that I way. Yeah, it's not but that political. No. No, because I always it's read it as him being an American and uh, like bleeding Patriotic. No, like bleeding his emotions. Like, oh, okay. So I was had it as like a bleed American kind like of thing. A like a youngster growing up in America and putting your heart out there and having it broken and bleeding and stuff. Pretty much. Okay. That's how I interpreted it until cool. September eleventh happened. Yeah. Um, well, so you knew this before between July 
2001 in yeah. September. Tell, before you jump into us, tell us how you discovered this album. So I discovered this album because um, Clarity, the album from 99, mm-hmm. was in my hit list of favourite albums. Um, and I started dating a boy in 2000. Um, and he and I had clarity as our album. Ooh. So Graham oh, Fillory. Yeah. Always, always dangerous. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Graham Fillory, this one's for you. <laughs> um, so he worked in a CD store, if you remember those, mm-hmm. um, a CD store. That, um, and he saw that Jimmy Wilde had an album coming out called Bleed American. And he put in an early release American import for a lot of money through the CD store um, and he put that through so that the moment it stepped onto the shores of the UK, we could listen to Bleed American together. Young right. lust is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and, and he and I oh. are friends now, so I'm going to put it out there. Cool. He and I are still friends. We're both with partners. He's got a kid and everything's great. And we can still reminisce about nice things about our relationship without it being weird. Cool. Cool. So, yeah, so that's how I heard about Bleed Americans nice. when it was gonna, it was on pre-release American Import. But you you had clarity before that. Yeah, definitely. But this was their fourth album, which fourth is crazy to album. me. So had you heard the other two before clarity yeah. as well? Wow. So they've had 10 albums. Yeah, they've I've, listen, I've listened to all of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, um, so... This is the one that I'm proposing as flawless because I love a lot of their other albums, but they didn't grab me in the same way that this one grabbed me, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Yeah. So, um, Liam, yes. you've heard of Jimmy Eat World. I've heard of Jimmy, Jimmy Eat World. Um, I have this album. Yeah. Oh, I got it when it came out. I heard um, Bleed American in the middle on the radio. And they were both good enough for me to go, yep, that's cool. I'll go and get the album. So I've got the album. Um, the middle is one of the all-time great rock band songs. For sure. Because everybody, yeah. everybody knows the lyrics and it's easy to sing along to. So you get a whole room of people and you can play the guitar. And yeah, everyone sings along. It's really cool. So Maybe I need to learn to play that on the guitar. That would be really Add cool. To my list. Yeah. The I rock band one that. is pretty straightforward. It's Okay. Uh, so, you know. There you um, go. But yes, I hadn't you, thought about that. Knew cool. this album very well. Um, had never thought about it in terms of being flawless before, but yeah, got it when it came out and really liked it. So, and for some reason, it's one of these like sometimes you get an album and you you're like, oh my god, I love this, and you follow them. I literally never bought another album of theirs after this. Oh. I have no idea why. Oh, I don't know okay. if I heard anything else on the radio and went, oh, this isn't as good as that, or something happened, or but for whatever reason, I was like, this album is amazing. Compact and then disc, thing literally just stopped and just that was the end of it. Okay, Weird. well, I think it was their next album called Futures. Um, and it was all about really nice, awesome things and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Um, so you should check it out. I will. Uh, but Grant, yes. I know that you've heard Jimmy Wells, and I know that you heard the middle because yes. you made it perfectly clear in our group <laughs> chat, and you love knowing an album. Well, I didn't know this whole album, um, but yes, certainly knew middle and um, Lead America because specifically. Because there was a movie called Van Wilder with mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds and one of my all-time pervs, Tara Reed. Tara Reed, yeah. Tara Reed, who was just <laughs> impeccable in that film, and uh, they in essence are on, a, on an ice um, hockey field pitch, whatever oh, you yeah. call it, rink. Forgive me, mm-hmm. and. I don't know, they're, they're, they're taking pot shots at each other and that's the, the track is Beat American on whilst that's all going on. So right. I remember that track specifically from there. Um, didn't necessarily correlate um, Achman, the, uh, in the middle with, with the same band. But when I listened to this album, there was lots of tracks that I'd heard before. So I don't know whether I'd been in um, parties or mm-hmm. in res or whatever. It wouldn't have been res because... 2001, so released in July 2001. I was I'd done my university stint in Grahamstown, and I was back home in East London. I was dating this chick, and there wasn't really all that. I was coaching rowing, studying, coaching rowing, studying, working. There wasn't time to do much else from that side. So very familiar with the cover, very familiar with those two songs, and it turns out with more. But yes, mm. funny you say it's in an ice hockey 
um, like moment in the movie because Sweetness, the track, mm. is the Florida Panthers ice hockey's goal song. Mm-hmm. Well, there you so go. When yeah, so every time they win a goal, like Sweetness comes on, which is yeah. awesome. Um, which is so, cool because it's got a big whoa moments yeah, and, fist, and pump, written, like fist pumping stuff. Like it's, it's built woes, into it. And it takes no time oh, yeah. to get into that. So you no. can just play the song from the start and it will just kick straight in and be awesome. Absolutely. Oh, spinning free. So oh. the other thing, George, um, did you think it was Flawless right from the start? Yes. Right. So you wow. just heard it before he played it for you and you both were like, I assume he was also like, yep, this we is We literally, all in. Um, like we were obsessed with clarity and the last three tracks of clarity together are like perfect going to bed songs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's like really nice. There's like moments of lifts and stuff um, where he sings like, can you feel the butterflies? So if you go and see them live, like everybody sings and closes their eyes with like, can nice. you feel the butterflies? It's just cool. really beautiful. Yeah. Um, like euphoric and sharing that moment with like thousands of people. It's just wonderful. Um, but yeah, so he and I, we sat down, he got it. We, he undid the shrink wrap around the outside with the big sticker that said like American import. And we were sat in his bedroom and he put it on the stereo and we were like, listen to it end to end and went, oh my God, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I've not stopped listening to it since. Oh, wow. So that so, would be my question. So obviously you've mentally tied it quite closely to him and your relationship with his guy. So when you first broke up, then did that cause like a, I, can't, I couldn't listen I can't to it straight this. away. Yeah. Weirdly. Like you've obviously come back around since then, but at the in the time when you were like, no, no, I can't listen to this for a little bit. We had probably the most amicable breakup that you can imagine mm-hmm. where we were supposed to move to Wales together and I was going to go to college and he was going to uni and this is like his dream was to go to uni in Wales with all of his friends and I was going to just tag along and go to college because I was younger um, and then he pulled up to my parents house where I was going to pick up some stuff or do something and he said I just don't think this is working and I looked at him and I said, I agree. And he said, should we end this? And I went, I think we should. And then we went, but we'll still be friends. Mm-hmm. And we're, we were like, okay. I mean, literally, we genuinely remained friends from that moment when I was, what, 17 um, up until 37. So we've got 20 years of genuinely being friends with the most amicable breakup and having really good music that we share and talk about. Like there's other bands that we have in common and we'll go, oh, I want to go and see that band and we'll message each other. And I've met his wife, he's met my partner and it's just, it's the most wholesome thing in the cool, world. That's cool. It's awesome. the most Jimmy World thing <laughs> in the world. There we go. And so, so yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, well, it's wonderful. So I have no animosity towards any of the music that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for the fact that um, he and I shared Bleed American together in its entirety. To, that's cool. Yeah, cool. that's really good. And awesome. you've seen them live. I have seen them live. Nice. I have seen them live. Um, <laughs> How many times? There we go. In 2002 in London. And then in Leeds in 2010 in an arena. And then at Leeds Festival in 2014. Um, and then in 2013 at Leeds also at the O2 Arena. And one thing I have to say is these are one of the best live bands I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Because they are tight. They look like they're enjoying themselves playing tracks that they wrote when they, you know, like back in '93. Literally decades ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. And like, so when I went last went to see them in like 2014, they were playing stuff from '99 like they played it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are happy, but they're really tight, like um, a, an accomplished band to play together. So, have either of you seen them live? No, no, I've never sought them out. If they if they toured on a festival back then, I don't know if I like. I might have gone and checked them out, but I don't. I haven't seen them. No, you've missed out, dude. You've missed out. 
It's, That's okay. It's euphoric. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Yeah, but you've got a whole lot more context that's just next level. I mean, you knew, you were there with the start of the journey. You got two, three albums in before, plus then this one comes through with a partner at the time. It's a great this, story. This is true. So, you, Liam, you'd heard Bleed American that you hadn't listened to any of the earlier albums or the later albums. Still haven't listened to anything except that this one album. Yeah, okay. me too. Fair so, enough. do you want to tell us who's in... Is, sorry, that was the other thing I was going to say. Who's in Jimmy Eat World, George? Um, so, we've got Jim Atkins on vocals, lead guitar, percussion, bass, piano, organ and bells. We've got Rick Birch on bass, backing vocals and gang vocals. We know I love gang mm-hmm. vocals. Um, we've got Zach Lind on drums and percussion. And uh, Tom Linton on rhythm guitar, backing vocals, gang vocals and organ. But the producer was Mark Trombino, who has done Blink-182, um, Finch, and Motion City Soundtrack. But um, Ted Jensen on Mastering did The Eagles Hotel California, Billy Joel's The Stranger, and about the three... The Stranger, that one was a previous That nomination. was a previous nomination that was not <laughs> over the line. Um, but it went to number 54 in Australia and 43 in New Zealand, 62 in the UK, and then uh, Billboard Charts US number 31. But it's gone platinum in Canada and US mm. and silver in the UK. So it's... Popular record. It is popular. And they had Rachel Hayden also doing some additional backing vocals... Correct. Throughout. So, um, yeah, she toured with them on the in the 2001 tour that was off the back of this album and probably into 2002 as well, I think, when you might have seen them. And she's um, part of a jazz trio. Yes, and but she played their backups and keyboards and stuff and did vocals and stuff. Yeah. So it's so weird. They, awesome. She's credited with backing vocals on some of the tracks and then apparently on one of them, on track 10, which I don't have the track numbers next to the nine, so someone's going to have to tell me what that one that is. Track 10, the authority song. Okay. Apparently she did backup vocals on that, but uncredited. So in the in the album credits, it's got six, seven, nine, and eleven. But uh, she was actually on ten as well. As well. For some reason, they just didn't put ten there. So now well, she's uncredited on track ten. Gang vocals in ten, so they yeah, probably so maybe she was part of the part of the gang. Mm. Talking about albums, listening to the first time, um, Lead America, like uh, Bleed American, the also known as Salt Sweat Sugar. Yes. Three minutes and one second of. Powerhouse, awesome, post-punk, indie, mm-hmm. funky, good, power, fun times. And everyone would have heard it because I put a drop it at the start of the, app, the thing. But just that chord, that opening riff, no drums to start, no no silent build, no other guitar part. Just like the heaviest, chunkiest chord of the whole song ripped straight into that first opening moment. Absolutely. Yeah. What and about I- the opening line? May I? Do it. Do I'm, it. I'm not alone because the TV's on, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy because I take, <laughs> take the, the right, right pills yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, straight into the social commentary, <laughs> like opening line, big power go. rock. Yeah, just everything you can expect from them. Almost, almost, well, you think? I mean, almost setting a standard for the album, not standard. Almost setting a style for the album that the rest of the album won't stick to. Doesn't like stick no. to. No. If it was ten tracks of this, you'd be like, this is amazing. This yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. But they chose to no. do lots of different no, stuff. No, they ebb and flow. They yeah. move and change. They good, have good description actually. Variety. They do. They ebb and flow. Absolutely. Um so not they, even flow, that's Pearl Jam and we can talk about that <laughs> but they do harmonize guitars and harmonize yeah. vocals. Um so having the two guitarists and they're being very accomplished, they do the harmonies in there, which is awesome. And I have danced to this track so many times mm. dancing but, or moshing more like, i mean oh, just going crazy yeah, like just crazy doesn't yeah. really lend itself to dancing per se I would well i'd say um, fists in the air sure that's what i was doing i'd sure. be like so sweat fists in the air like <laughs> just like a lot amongst a whole group of other people and we all know that bit mm-hmm. so we all sing along that bit and we all sing along the bit we've just sung along with um and uh yeah so uh it's one of those bangers. Like there are like three tracks on this album where um, if it came on, the dance floor would be full. Mm-hmm. And so, um, "Bleed American," "Sweetness," and "The Middle" would all bring you to the dance floor. Which happened to be the three singles that were released off the album. Ta-da! So, star, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, "Bleed American," yeah, was the first one, June fifth, 
and then the middle of November 19 and Sweetness on June 3rd the next year. Um, Bleed American got number 58 in the Hottest 100 of 2001, but the middle didn't, did never appeared in the Hottest 100. Really? Which I think, and this is what my was friends... Was too are, commercial? No, no. My, oh, no. got played a lot. My friends and I used to talk about the, the strategy of getting in the Hottest 100 okay. because voting in the Hottest 100 starts like usually around June, um, January 1st and goes for like three weeks or so. Oh, yeah. Play it on, they used to play it on Australia Day. Now they yes. play it close to Australia Day, but not the actual day because it's an invasion day. But so they, the middle was released in November 19. That's too late. People, ah. people, people who listen to the Triple J and think about the Hottest 100 a lot, by the time they get to November, they've thought they've got most of their... And this was back in the day. So at the moment, obviously, these days, you go to the website and they've got a short list and you pick from their songs. But back in these days, you used to have free to, for all. You'd have to Darling. call them up and tell them what songs they wow. were. And there was no short list. So it had to be the 10 songs. I don't even think it was 10 back then. I think it was like one. You called, you going once, you got one vote. But it had to be the song you most remembered from the whole year or the songs you most remembered from the whole year. So if bands were releasing stuff, so the sweet spot for Hottest 100 is like June, July. Because, you can, because <laughs> wow, if, you, eh? if it's going to be really popular, it can ramp up through July yes. and August and you'll still be on the tail of it when people get to Hottest 100. They and they remember, oh, I remember that song. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I want. Bleed yeah. American was June 5. Perfect, perfect timing. And then Sweetness was June 02. Yes. Did that chart? No. No, I well, I've only got Hottest 100 results, but that was, yeah, 58 for Bleed American was the only one they ever got. Oh, okay. But that's, that's yeah, this is the thing is like, it's it's a very carefully, you know, and Strategy. Obviously, obviously we thought of that as people who listen to Hottest 100, bands don't care about that shit at all. So they would <laughs> just be like, they just put stuff out when they're ready, especially like local yeah. bands. Like Jimmy Eat World weren't planning their releases based around Australian, 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 Australian Hottest 100 results were going to be there, but it was a cool conversation to have with people. Sure. So, go, huh? so uh, let's talk about the middle because that was the big single. Love the middle. Just goes, the melody just goes straight into your head as soon as you hear it. Just that opening melody is so cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Goes straight to your head. It does go straight to my head. So, one quick thing I just want to say about Bleed American before we jump off. He sings. I won't drop this in, but he sings. Clear thoughts with Speyside. And I'd never actually looked up what the lyric oh, was. Just, what is that? I didn't look it up. Space Side is a type of whiskey. So it's talking about numbing your spirits, numbing your soul with alcohol. I didn't ah. get round to that. But yeah, I always thought it was like clear your thoughts with space eye or something yes. like that. Like I thought it was something. But yeah, it turns ah, out he's just yeah. name checking a brand of whiskey. S-P-E-Y-S-I-D-E. Yeah, I wrote that down. It's entirely relatable lyrics. Yeah. That's how I clear my thoughts. And it actually manages to lift its intensity for the final chorus. Like this song has been at a fever pitch the whole time. And you think, okay, they're just going to ride that out. And instead, the vocals and the guitar parts actually lift an intensity. In well, there's wailing. Yeah. Like, he gets to a yeah. point where he's literally wailing yeah. our lives, our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. And it's just like, it's power hungry. When, when I think about the song in this album, like, yeah, I'd like to see them play the middle. That would be cool. But I reckon that Lead this... American would be the one that I, I think they would absolutely nail. And that would be so great. It's so great. Yeah. I meant to ask you too. Is it still the same lineup now? Are the same, is it the same four guys? I forgot there's to check on. There's one person that's left. But that happened about five, four or five albums ago. Right. So um, I know the lineup for this album, but yeah. I don't know the lineup. Okay, that's good. Cool. Like, I, I don't yeah. know when the lineup changed. Mm-hmm. But there's no Wikipedia entry for that guy. Right. So you guy, you guy or leaving guy? Um, leaving guy and new guy. There's only Jim Adkins, the vocals and lead guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, like he is the only person with his own actual Wikipedia entry. So there you go. Cool. Um, so, talk about the middle. So mm. this is like school age outsiders mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, it's gonna get better." Literally, hey, mm. um, yeah. call to arms. <laughs> like, like we're only, we're not even halfway there yet. Yeah. Like things are gonna get better, and it has the lyrics. Lyric buddies. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't write any lyrics because I know, you know the entire, no. this entire song. I don't, I don't need anybody's help to know the, <laughs> the, the, the lyrics from this song. But yeah, that's really cool. It's so empowering though, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the whole music video. Did you see the music video, guys? I, I hadn't, but I watched it for this. For, you watched and it? Oh, it was cool. So it's basically like a pool party and they're all getting undressed apart from these two more introverted people. Yeah, so um, it's... So it's they're all they're all mates. So it's all underwear. They're all wearing underwear and making out with each other. Like it's a there's a real like almost orgy vibe 
which is weird because it's a teenage one. Yeah, right. And then a guy shows up dressed in full clothes, jeans and a shirt. Mm. And as he's walking through, he's like, everyone's looking at him and he's looking at everybody else and it's he's real uncomfortable. And then he, like, he obviously gets, and, you know, I think that a woman comes up to him and goes to make out with him, but then some other guy grabs her and walks her off somewhere else. So it's like, you know, you're never going to be part of the cool people. Yeah. And he finds like a back room where he goes to strip and then he sees a girl who's also fully clothed going to strip and they both look at each other and say, ah, oh. and then they walk oh. out of the party hand in hand, like well, in fully, fully clothed. Fully clothed. Yeah. Really, yeah. They get through. It's really cool. The only thing I was a little bit. It, yeah. But the band is fully Come clothed. On. The band well. is fully clothed. They could have done, I think they could have done better with the clip if they could have incorporated more elements of being like race is my, is my like a white guy showing up and feeling like an outsider with a lot of other white people sort of set off a little alarm in me and I think they could have done that a little differently like having a uh, African-American person or a Latino person come up and feel like that outsider uh, but uh, it, it when I saw it when I saw it I was stuff, just something flicked in my mind it's like that yeah this could have been that wasn't what the song's about but it just something flicked in my mind it's like it could have been intrigued. they could have drawn those same parallels to people like that mm-hmm. who are non-white and feel those same things but on an even greater level because they're often in communities that they don't feel like they're connected to. But maybe like, the fact that the guy was white and still uncomfortable kind of puts him on a path. Mm. It's like, yeah. And saying that he still doesn't fit in. Yeah. Um, whereas if you put somebody who's a minority in there, it could be like, you're the minority and that's the reason. Mm. Whereas like being a fellow white guy and still being uncomfortable yeah. is like, um, you're, you should be equal to us and you're not. Mm. So like it could be it could have been seen as like like white saviory type thingy, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't just know. something that came in my head. Well, I'm not no, like, oh my god, I'm not not trying to cancel Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, <laughs> when I first saw it, I was yeah, that something jumped into my head. No, that's cool. They that never occurred to me, so that's awesome. But um, yeah, it, it's just I think it's a song that touched a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's under mm. three minutes long. Yeah, um, and it's still. Uh, made an impact and i think that's why it went it charted um in many countries like in the u.s you know they've got like six different charts and it went to five two one four thirty nine um and two again and even charted in the uk at 26 so um like it went four times platinum the single mm-hmm. like in the uk and it's just—it's a really standard song construction. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Solo, amazingly fast solo. Like, because the song's fast. Like, you're thinking mm. like it's this is you know you're gonna have to match that, and the solo is actually faster than the background. Like, it's two to one. Mm. The bat, the solo is two to one on the notes. Yeah. And it's just—it's just super fast. And then yeah, chorus to lead out. Like, it's so it's such a prototypical song construction that it's just they, the man but they it doesn't feel like it like, it feels like it's this amazing thing because it's just uses everything so well absolutely but then it transitions into your house which is mm. just a heartbreaking cute song of hurting um but with the acoustic so it, it moves into a quiet one and that loving breakup mm-hmm. so there, there is a lift in there where he sings. exact phrase like the exact length too like those exact six couplets oh it's just like oh Mm -hmm. so because there's so many songs out there which are like you break up with me you bitch and he's like you broke up with me but please don't tell me you've ever missed me or Mm. please don't say anything about it being a mistake or anything it's like because that would hurt me too much Mm. um and it's just like warm but the guitar is twinkly and beautiful there are um, harmonies in there and it's just a really sweet loving breakup type song mm. he, it's like slightly off kilter with his vocals like he doesn't it's yeah there's just a little weird pattern in there i'm not sure how to describe it but it's just not it's not really straightforward um, but it's also like because the first three are all power power rock stuff like big boisterous rock songs mm. so this is the first one where you go 
oh, things might be about to be a little different. Because normally if, you, if it was going to be all Power Rock and one soft one, I don't think you'd have the soft one at four. You'd have it like quite late. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a, I think if having it at four, you're kind of like, you know what, we're going to try some different things on this album and you're going to be, you might be surprised with some of the stuff that comes out. Well, the way he sings it is um, there's a whole line to sing. He only sings the first half. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, when I get to your house, then blank space. Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I mean by that, that weird vocal like, pattern yeah, you, vocal you expect pattern. it to be a little different as yeah. he's doing it like obviously once you've heard it you know what's going to happen yeah but the first time you hear it it's yeah you expect it to be one thing and it's i like to imagine it's that like when i get to your house and he's thinking and it's like everything you say and he's mm-hmm. thinking and he's got the space with the instruments nice. and, and like that's how i kind of like read into the gap between the different lines that he's singing mm. but um so i'm gonna say my favorite track is sweetness mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 so that's do, yeah so that's we've gone soft but just in case you think now the whole album is the rest of the album no soft, you're wrong no, we're coming straight back you're to wrong, power and now i'm confused because yeah it's all it's yeah super cool and i've got woes in capital mm-hmm. letters yeah. I've got woes, double exclamation marks. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And, and um, the guitar, obviously, after the woes. And it's got piano. It does have piano. It's only one note. Yeah. There's only one note played in the piano, and it's just ding, 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 ding. It's so awesome. Yeah. Like, I just, like it, just, it just adds, like, it's fast to match the rest of the song, so it brings in that intensity and almost like a, like a stressful kind of intensity, like a pace of it. But it's just one. It's just that one note hit over and over again. Yeah, but it's there, and they make you listen to it because mm-hmm. um, there's oohs and there's ahs in there. Um, and when he sings "What a Dizzy Dance," whoa, um, like mm-hmm. literally, that's when again on the dance floor we're all like spinning. Yeah, like when he's saying we're spinning free, we all start spinning yeah, yeah. because mm. like he's. Called, it's a call and response kind yeah. of track. Yeah. Like, so um, when he says, if you're listening, and everyone in the crowd says, yeah. sings, whoa. Yeah. Sing it back. Everyone says, whoa. Yeah. Like, there's no way of getting away from it because mm. it doesn't matter if you've heard this song once in your life. You if you go it. and see them live, mm. you know that you sing the woes. Or even after you, they do it twice. Yeah, like if, you, yeah. if you'd never heard the song before, you go, oh, this is the bit where the entire crowd goes this. I'll I'll jump in and do that as well. And they made it so easy to do it. But um, yeah, but even the fact that it's a big banger, the melody itself is gorgeous and the effects on the guitars mm. sound incredible. Yeah, I put a note here, like there's a bit of studio production with like some layers and like empty space and stuff like that. Mm. Absolutely. But also the thing where they like they strangle the guitar, like they hold the note, but they hold it down and... Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, really love when they when that's used really so well. So it's like put that in. he does like palm meeting. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and like makes it like really impactful. And the drums are like fits and starts throughout the song as well. So that's just like um the it'll just be the vocals and guitars, and then the drums will kick in. Then drums will pull back and vocals and guitars again. Mm-hmm. And they'll just play that throughout the whole track. Yeah. So it's a banger, mm. but with absence in it. Mm-hmm. So Grant, mm. um, I could talk about every track. <laughs> so have we got any double ticks that we need to discuss? Well, we've spoken to those. And then I, liked, I really like Hear You Me straight after that. Straight actually. after that, yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, again, it's always like, you know, certainly from you know, the middle to your house, and then sweetness you back on it and then no we're going to pair mm-hmm. back again you're going to hear you me and you know may angels lead you in um which is a classic line i don't know if you if you got any more details around what that's you know, specifically who that's referring to or if it's so i don't know the actual person but it was someone influential in like the punk rock scene who used to look after all the young'uns coming through. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. So used to provide, like, a safe space for um, the young'uns coming through the punk... Because they're, like, Arizona. Um, and so it's not like they're the DC punk scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're based in Arizona. Um, and so this is about losing someone influential to the punk rock to scene. The scene and who provided space for them. Um, and uh, the lyrics in there. What would you think of me now? 
So lucky, so strong, so proud. I never said thank you for that. Now I never have a chance. And it just, that's such a teardropper. Yeah. I've got, I've got a different lyric. I won't drop it in, but I'll just do the last bit. A song for a heart so big, God wouldn't let it live. Oh, jeez, that's yeah. And get it's still got a massive. So it's got Rachel Haddon again Mm -hmm. doing vocals, but it's got a massive guitar solo in it, and then a big outro with vocals, um, and solo lines and stuff like that. But it's a tearjerker. Mm. It goes into the poppy one, actually. Yeah, so I was just saying it talks about angels and God, so it's almost essentially a religious song. It is. But it's they don't feel like a religious band and it never feels like a religious like it's just even if it's not God as in the way other people think about God, they're just thinking about, you know concepts. Yeah. I guess like people always look at look to that as not always. People sometimes look to that when there is loss. Mm. And so when there is loss it's like you can, These big questions. Even yeah. if you don't necessarily live that life, you can look to it when there is loss and you're trying to make sense of it. Um, and yeah, they've written it in such a way that it's not like um, Christian rock band singing you a song about loss. Mm. It's like still doing it well singing you a song about loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So, uh, But then were you about to move into If You Don't Don't? Yeah, because then it goes again, a little up far. No, not quite like up front, but certainly, you know, it's a bit more uplifting, poppy sort of track. If you don't, don't, why don't you say so? And it's really, oh, so lyrically, when, remember, I was in love at the time, but it has... was just so cute mm-hmm. just like just <laughs> like go. being like i'm watching them live i can despite the fact that they're big mega stars i can imagine jim as being somewhat awkward around girls mm-hmm. um which is uh strange but yeah so it's just a really pretty song about liking someone and being unsure if they like you back with um rachel doing the ooze um and having another guitar solo mm-hmm. so um yeah and then, oh, a, a line that I related to. Um, and I'm sorry that I'm such a mess. I drank all my money could get. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. We yeah. talked about Speyside earlier. So yeah. obviously yeah. at some point you use, use alcohol to get away from emotions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Liam. Yeah. We, uh, we skipped it because it was between two amazing songs, but I love a praise chorus. Praise chorus. Oh, as well. yeah. A call Back to number arms. two. Mm. Um, super, once again, super fast pace coming out of that bleed American, like, you know, what am I going to get? You're going to get something that may actually be faster, if not as quite as power, power rock. All about taking your chance when, like, it's almost like lose yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to take that chance when it comes up. Um, and he sings. Are you going to So yeah, just really cool, like, not nice. like, and it'll be your fault and you'll be terrible if you don't, but just stuff like if you see a chance, just make sure it. you take it. Yeah. And then um, at the end, like, so it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and then he starts doing um, Crimson and Clover over and over. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, Crimson. And like, you can just see like that and little clover. mosh. Yeah, just dancing back and like, not a full on mosh because you don't have enough time to get up. But everyone just bopping back and forth. Like it's a real sort of bobby thing at the end there. It's really cool. Even though I don't know what Crimson and Clover over and over means. Oh, I think it's very, it's lyrics by a band that I can't remember. Okay. Because um, um, uh, he talks about being clubs and um, being on the dance floor. And mm. I did have it written down somewhere, but I've forgotten. Right. Uh, but yeah. My, my other thought was maybe like a, like it almost is like a beer label, like Clover on a beer label or crim- on a red on I a green or something like that. It sounded like it, it was old lyrics to me, like very okay. old. But yeah. But um, yeah, no, but well, even. Someone, someone's listening, they can leave us a comment wherever you heard I was it. Thinking, tell us what, tell us what Crimson and Clover the same means. Thing. Cool story though. Not no a single. Doubt. 
played in the clubs. Mm, yeah, played totally. in the clubs. It feels like it could easily have been a fourth single. Oh yeah, because yeah. it has my favorite things of I'm on my feet, I'm on the floor, I'm good to go. All yes. I need is just to hear a song I know. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to always feel this way. Like I want to fall in love tonight. Like, yeah, just like, like just want to go out partying and but fall in love tonight as well, like in a euphoric kind of way. Absolutely, and I think it's more about falling in love with the environment than it mm-hmm. is falling in love with a girl. Yeah, mm. yeah, like, more or less like the love, the scene, yeah. So, like, clubs, the indie rock clubs I would go to would play this song and mm. everyone was on the dance floor. Yeah. Like, they yeah, all totally. knew it. They yeah. all sang it. And so, um, yeah, it's just like... Because it's almost, like, it's... The pace of it is it's better for dance clubs than, for than like, Bleed American is. Because Bleed American is like that. Like, it's just a little bit slower that you couldn't... It's not quite as easy to go left and right to. Like, mm-hmm. it's a thrashy song. Whereas this is, yeah, this is the, like, that consistent right, that you can dance to. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. So a praise chorus, like, currently wins um, there. Um, but then they have their punk song with the authority song. So mm. that's their punchy, punky song. Mm. But they start with harmonies on that one, yeah. uh, which is nice. Um, they reference um, John Lanthrop and... Uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain and stuff like that about being in the place, playing the songs at the the right time with harmonies. Mm-hmm. And then putting on the Authority song by John Mellencamp. Yeah. Which is, yeah, He's less, a little less punky. A little less punky, but mm. still and naming the whole song or the Authority mm-hmm. song as yeah. well. Um, which is really punky that reminds you as a penultimate because then it moves into my sundown, which is your bedtime song. Mm-hmm. Totally, mm. nice long and nice long finisher. Yeah. yeah, nearly six minutes, and literally finishes on the lyrics which will come up later. Of good goodbye, I'll be fine. Good goodbye, good good night, which is just so cute. Yeah, nice way to like. It feels like you're finishing an album. Like it's a, it's designed to be. Um, yeah, put on and just float it out. As a way end. to wrap it up. Mm, yeah, Closure. Totally. Yeah. We uh, speak often about the bookend. How's it? How's that end? Doesn't yeah, it yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a zigzag to finish that, and then if you, if you were looping it and you come straight back into Bleed America, <laughs> that, like if you were putting it on to go to sleep and you actually left it on repeat, yeah. and then it's like, dear, dear, oh my god, mm. I'm awake again. Okay, but yeah. And he, yeah, he also says, "I need you to show me the way from crazy. I want to be so much more than this." Mm-hmm. And I was like, so relatable. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I want someone that that's why I'm with my fiance. I just needed him to guide me away from being a crazy yeah. bitch mm-hmm. so I could like achieve more in yeah. life. Um, yeah. So there's like so much going on. Um, but I love it. Sorry, Liam, were there other things? Um, I, I couldn't, we couldn't finish it off without saying something about get it faster. Because yeah. it's it's got a, this much darker tone, like it's the swampy, oh, the swampy baselines. Like it's, it's cool to them to do something that doesn't sound like anything else that's on the album. And it's all, yeah. So, but it's like the, like real swampy tones at the Slow start. Slow intro. Yeah. And then this guitar. Slow, like there's that like real plotting and darkness. Voice. It's over a minute until his vocals mm-hmm. come in. Which, does, well. which doesn't happen too often. No. Um, no. But, but then. Jumps. Jumps up into the chorus, which yep. is really cool as well, and gives you something to mosh to. I as well, like the really cautioner as well. Cautioners. Mm-hmm. That was a great track as yeah, well. Yeah, that had nice another big throbbing bass line as yeah. well. And oh. nice background vocals as well. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and cautioners. So um, there's really good percussion in that. And that's where they do the muted like, guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they twiddle a single note on another guitar. Yeah. So, like they did with the piano earlier, they just like use one note and go. Ding, 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 um, on that one note. Um, so this is like the post breakup kind of song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mm. yeah, it's just um, a, just a really fun one. It's cute and sad, and it's almost pleading with lots of R's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it also includes, you know, I'm thinking of you. I miss you, which is just like. Hmm. Raw Very and simple. raw and simple and just yeah, just really pretty. Cool. So, George, any final mm. thoughts before you want to take us into your final pitch? Oh well, we could be here all night talking, dissecting every song, <laughs> um, but I'll jump into the final pitch. Cool. So, for me, 
this album hit me straight away because it's actually a departure from Clarity, the yeah, album before. We didn't talk about that as much as it's no. different, different sound to Clarity. So yeah, so it, is, it does like, hit you in the face a lot more than Clarity did, which um, starts a lot slower and ends slower. Um, and it only has like, hits in the, like, bigger hits in the middle. Um, whereas this one goes bleed American, boom. And, and um, it was really impactful from my first listen. Um, and for, for me, as a band, they have perfect musicianship. They have beautiful lyrics. They pick the right moments for their harmonies and for their lifts and drops on the journey of the album, whether it's within a song or the actual transition from track to track. So they have bangers in there that you just want to fist bump and dance to. They have sweet introspective songs that you want to sing to a loved one or listen to in your headphones whilst you reminisce about something. There is love, but there is party. There is heartbreak and it is varied, but cohesive. So not only are they one of the best bands I've ever seen in life, so tight and everything, they can relate that into a record and present you with a catalogue of albums which are so beautiful to listen to, but I had to choose one. Mm -hmm. And I chose Bleed American because I damn well think this is a flawless album. Nice. Okay. And I can rest. Deep breath, yeah. Mm. Now, Throw our um, notes in the sky. And... Now, I'll pass it over to Liam, because cool. you owned this album. I did. And when you nominated it, I was like, cool, because I remember listening to it. And I remember I always loved it. I always did love listening to it all the way through, back when I used to listen to stuff all the way through. Um, but I hadn't listened to it in a while, so this was coming back to it with sort of fresh ears and also... Flawless here. So listen to it for the first time. It's a different thing now, isn't it? Flawless. Yeah, it's a different different story, man. And you've changed, Liam. You can't just go by the vibe. You've got to actually sort of sit down and actually think about stuff. So by the vibe, yeah, something. Yeah, but it was really cool to get a chance to revisit it. So, like you said, so and I remember listening to it for the first time, based off of the bangers that were on the radio. And so when it zigzags at the start, so for track four, so your house, and then back to sweetness, and then hear you me. So I remember like. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, man, I wish there was just 10 straight bangers because that's what I used to think back then. But now, obviously... <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah. yeah, that's what I used to want out of stuff. It's just like, I just want 10 awesome kick-ass songs. So now it's like, okay, so I can do this a bit with a bit more analysis. So they have a set, I think, five of really cool, fist-pumpy, balls-out rock songs. Love it. Punchy bangers. And they have a, a few, the softer ones, mm-hmm. which are really beautiful. And they're so well done. And you could... They almost... For some reason, they shouldn't work together, but they do. They do work, still really work really well together. The problem is... No! No, Liam. Shit. You need to stop now. The, the problem is there's two songs that are neither banger nor soft oh. and beautiful created, and that is the Authority song. I was surprised to hear you describe that as, an, as a punk song. I, I did think because, that was a Because it's pop. It's, for me, it's pop Americana rock stuff. Oh, and then if you don't, faster. don't as well. Like it's it's got the rock instruments, uh, okay. but it's not it's not the power rock stuff which I so kind of those two. <gasps> I was like, your your bangers are top level, your soft songs are top level, but there's just a couple of songs that are just in the middle, and I was like, if you just could have just in the middle, in the middle, uh. it just takes some time. So yeah, listening back, listening back to it, Shameless. and they're not bad songs, so it's not the sort of yeah. thing where I go, I hate this song and I would never listen to it again. But I feel like the album would have worked better if it had bangers and softs only and not these two that kind of just sit in the middle for me so well, loved it love still love the album but i couldn't call it flawless okay so judging where i have this was going that's not how i thought that was going <laughs> so for the record but now i need to pass over the mic to Bronte and say what was your experience of listening to this album with your flawless ears um, well, it's, it's interesting because it is a, you know, not quite, not like Liam at all because I've only got the flawless ears because I never listened to this yeah. um, in its entirety. Although I would have, again, certainly I would have heard Sweetness somewhere along the line because it was very, very familiar. Um, and I could have picture having heard If You Don't, Don't as well. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And maybe it's my, my, my general demeanor at the moment where I'm just enjoying all the albums that we've 
that we put forward. I thought from end to end it was great. I liked Authority's song. I thought it's like a little bit of cheesing at the end. So for me, I, um, I was telling Emma that look, she needs to listen to this one because this is a cool one too. <laughs> Despite you know, like you know, it's it's strange to think from twenty twenty two where mm-hmm. we are now. This is twenty one years old. Like it's unreal. Um, so thank oh you. I loved gosh. it. Oh, flawless. It's flawless. Done. Thank flawless you. Flawless from you. Flawless from me. Thank you. Thank cool. you very much, Granty. No and problem. Thank you for your feedback, Liam. No problem. Um, and he has and he does, World, he does, he does have a point. Yeah, you, you got sure a point. Jimmy World will be in devastated. Devastated. That that twenty-one-year-old yeah. album that made them a billion dollars. Some yeah. white guy in Australia yeah. didn't think it thinks it's amazing, but not flawless. Yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> amazing, but not flawless. That's okay. They got my sale. They don't care. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I bought the CD. You bought the you know CD. What? They got the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually never bought the CD because he did. He did. So you he, don't have a copy of it now? No, I listened to it on Spotify. Right. So uh, I actually. So you could but say I I'm tried, a bigger fan than you. In Maybe. my in my defence, I tried buying it online on vinyl for my record collection, and it's not been re-released anytime soon, which means right. it's like. $300 to buy ooh, one ooh, copy. Because it was, it was released in 2011 because the Spotify, is it, no, no, sorry, forget that, ignore that. Yeah, so no. it was, um, it wasn't re-released anytime soon. Yeah. Um, which means that uh, I have tweeted them, yeah. um, but they've not responded. And I'll tweet, yet. Them, I'll tweet them again for the album when yeah. the we'll so, and, so But we'll, thanks. We'll, we'll, if you could yeah. ask for a re-release of yeah. it on vinyl, like, Blue vinyl, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> or to follow us or even become a patron. I mean, look, yeah, there's an opportunity for them. There you go. That'd be good. It's not tax deductible, but they could give us a try. Um, but anyway, we got to the end, guys. So thank you very much. So, um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. We didn't get it over the line, but we had a jolly good time getting We did. There. So we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP, standing for a music podcast, on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. And you can also give feedback to people like Liam, who don't agree with me. And he's often wrong. Yeah, so every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you who can join in on the podcast love. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you would like to back us, check us out. So, thanks again for listening, joining us on this epic journey, and we'll join you next time. Bye.